0: Welcome to the Spirecast, a bi-weekly podcast from Spire Workforce Solutions in Atlanta, Georgia. For this episode, we sit down with Mike Jackato and Matt Che for a conversation on their positioning in the industry. The sheer number of executive search and recruiting firms in the country is staggering. So, what makes Spire different? Here's Mike and Matt. Mike, uh, you know,
1: I think you can answer who is Spire. Um, you know, you're the owner, the founder, so so uh, take that one.
2: I was going to say, I founded the company, but what we were in 2013 and where we are today is a little bit different. I think Spire is a search and staffing firm dedicated to great companies. And, and while that sounds overly agnostic and, and maybe um, generalized, you have to really understand what we value when we partner with, with clients and candidates. and. You know, we have dedicated ourselves to great companies, companies that value people, companies that value the return on investment they get from a long-term relationship with a candidate. Um, and likewise, candidates valuing companies long-term. I see millennials, I see too much job hopping. I see way too many ge- people giving up on companies too early and companies giving up on people too early. You know, we've done the numbers. It takes 13 months to get a return on investment here at Spire from our, from our uh, candidates. Yep. How many times have you seen 90 days and fired? All the time. It's, it's I get it, but I don't know if companies will be able to compete in the new era. There is a paradigm shift going on right now with the amount of open jobs and the amount of candidates available and qualified candidates available. So when we evaluate companies, it all goes back to that. And we found in two specific verticals that we're very successful in that other companies are not, and that's healthcare and sales. And I think it works well in healthcare because you're directly, I mean, you're one degree removed from impacting someone's life and health. And there's something to be said about the people that work in that space. Um, and I and I can't harp on that enough. I mean, you truly have a meaningful vocation in that regard. Um, and then sales, I mean, as much as that's not like healthcare, mm-hmm. um, it, it is very hard to find good salespeople. And I think our approach, are seeking to understand before asking to be understood and digging deep on questions, and you, like you said, spending 45 minutes to an hour um, on a pre-screen call, you kind of start... F- weeding out the bad sales reps because they trip over themselves. They say the wrong things that are contradicting what they said previously. And that's going to yield a higher return on investment from our partners, our clients and yield for a better experience for the candidates.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, one of the questions that always pops up too is what makes a good staffing firm or what makes a good recruiter? Um, you know, Mike, what do you think about that question that always gets popped up by either clients or candidates?
2: Right. I think there's three main things to consider, three main components to consider if you're a candidate or a client, uh, or if you're interviewing with a staffing company for that matter. And I think the number one pillar of a good recruiter is do they value their network? And you'll know that by the line of questioning, you know, if they're pushy or they truly, like we discussed earlier, seeking to understand. If a recruiter number one and first and foremost is seeking to understand they are valuing that you are maybe not a great fit for that client right now, but they're not going to push on you. They're not going to press on you. They're going to try to understand your operating reality and assess. We always say prescription before diagnosis equals malpractice. So assessing those, those components of what you're trying to achieve as a cl- candidate or client. And number two, um, where are, where are you driving, uh, the conversation? Are they driving it for the here and now or holistically? And I think when, again, you seek to understand and you drive the conversation holistically, you then understand, hey, this person gets that everyone is a customer or knows a customer and everyone is a candidate or knows a candidate and that this is someone I want to associate myself with. And so I think um, those two things I'm looking for if I'm talking to a recruiter or hiring manager um, or someone looking for a job. And I think number three, it all ties into this is what's financially viable, you know, long-term thinking, compounded thinking. You know, one of our colleagues, Jason Paul, he's always discussing the the power of compound interest. Albert Einstein says the eighth wonder of the world. So, um, why would your network be any different? Why would you try to make an extra cold call to get a placement that month? Why don't you just do the right thing? Mm-hmm. So, you know, those three things is is how I approach assessing or evaluating a recruiting firm. So that is who we are, outside looking in you know, Matt, what do you say is our kind of DNA?
1: Yeah, I think our core strengths internally, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Especially from a recruiting standpoint or even account managers that are, or, or business development reps that are working with these different clients. Again, we go back to seek to understand. So so uh, working with, uh, on my side, working with the candidates and, and truly taking the, the 45 minutes to an hour with them on the phone, um, truly understanding what's going on not only internally in their current career, um, but but what's going on externally, um, and and what are they looking for, and 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 um, you know, seeing like sometimes I talk to a candidate, it's. You know they're, they're commuting an hour and 15 minutes each way uh so asking them just even a simple question of what would it do to you know if you if you could cut your commute down in 15 to 20 minutes i mean boom you've got a whole another conversation set there that you're you're learning about these people um and then you you know okay um you know they're a great fit for the role but maybe it's an hour and 15 minute commute and they're already dealing with that having be as a recruiter i think it's um, having those frank conversations with them over the phone too. A, a lot of times we don't see that. Again, going back to some of these other staffing firms, some of these recruiters they got to get that submittal, they got to get that pre-screen, or whatever the case may be. But if you know, if I submit a candidate uh, who's trying to get away from that long commute, and I submit into the same uh, same uh, commute, uh, you know, hour and fifteen minutes. And that's not doing them any justice right so sometimes i'll even have that tough conversation say hey you're a great fit for this role but it's an hour and 15 minute commute you know and and they they appreciate that candidates appreciate that but also again uh going to um you know when we're aligned with our clients uh we can align with the candidates and then we have those Uh, frank conversations with them about the role. I think that's another thing that we do differently is we paint a picture of the exact role in in the company and who they're working with um, we don't sugarcoat it. You know, we're not trying to sell them on the job. Um, that's another thing I hear a lot of times from uh, from candidates. And Mike, you might uh, want to add to this as well. But I've heard candidates that you know are, are sold the dream um, or, or sold on the job, and then they get in there, and it's completely different than what they thought they were walking into.
2: I mean, yeah. Too many times have I have I heard recruiters selling the candidate on the job selling the candidate on the job and to me that might look good on paper for the for the staffing firm that they got to fill but they just they just mortgage a relationship with their client and candidate and we talked about how a good recruiter values their network um so i think the two things that our DNA is, is we always go back and we say internally here, number one, extend trust first. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole Ronald Reagan quote, tr- quote trust but verify. Um, you know, I have one of those paperweights in my office. But I always try <laughs> to extend trust first um, because at the end of the day, the next component is win the relationship, not the deal. And when you start thinking in that lens, you your network compounds and again it it always ties back to it is financially viable to have a strong network that can help you it's not who you know it's not what you know it's who you know right so but sometimes you got to give first before you ask and um, all those things put together I think make us a little different um, over the long haul and that's why our clients are seeing it the longer they're with us the more return on investment they get
0: the Spirecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced by Spire Workforce Solutions If you'd like to learn more about Spire, how to work with a company like us to find the right career path, or if you want to hire more effectively and strategically, visit our website at SpireWorkforceSolutions.com. Connect with Mike, Matt, and the rest of the team on LinkedIn, or drop us a line at 732-859-7708. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss an episode. You've been listening to The Spirecast.